Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. China's rapid expansion of its military and recent exercises in the Taiwan Strait have heightened concern that Beijing might be preparing to invade Taiwan. The Chinese ambassador to Australia has added to that by saying all means necessary will be used to reunify the island with the mainland if the Taiwanese resist. Today, host of 7.30, Sarah Ferguson, on her exclusive interview with the ambassador. The Ambassador joins me now. Welcome, Ambassador. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for the invitation. You're welcome. Sarah, it's not common that ambassadors give interviews, especially China's. And I really want to unpack your discussion with the Ambassador Xiao Chen in a moment. But it came about after an address he'd given to the National Press Club. So let's just have a look at that first. Xiao Chen, Ambassador of the People's Republic of China. Well, that was, as you say, that was remarkable in its own way because, of course, he's fronting up to questions where there is no... I don't think there's any pre-discussion of any kind about who's going to ask what. So it's a very open forum. He can try and guide the the debate as best he can with his own speech, but then it's to the floor. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ambassador. We have many questions from the media. And thank you again for your first... As is very common at the press club, the... um, the, the grit was in the questions and he was asked about Taiwan. The thing that people don't tend to do at the press club because so many people are queuing up to ask their questions is to get a lot of follow-ups. So there was a very good question asked by Stephen Jedjic from the ABC about what they the Chinese meant by all necessary means um, to retake Taiwan or to bring Taiwan back to the motherland, and that was one of the central questions that I wanted to pursue. What constitutes precisely, in the minds of the Chinese government, a compelling circumstance that would justify a use of force across the strait. We are waiting for a peaceful uh, unification, and but we can never rule out the our option to use other means. So when necessary, when compelled, we are ready to use all necessary means. As to what does it mean by all necessary means, you can use your imagination. Welcome to the program. It's only eight years. Okay, since so China let's start where you started in the interview with the ambassador, and that went to that issue of China and Taiwan and the potential of an invasion. Yes, from the press club, where you said that uh, China was prepared to use all necessary means. That sounds. And like as I said, I thought that question at the press club was interesting. It it didn't have a follow up. Now we know that Xi Jinping has said that. Taiwan must come back to the motherland, and mm-hmm. we know that they've put a timetable on that. But what we haven't been able to do is to talk to Chinese officials about how they see how that's going to, how that could unfold, and what's mm-hmm. in their mind about the potential for that to be a military invasion or blockade of some kind, which is why I chose to start there. All necessary means mean a full scale, potentially a full scale military invasion of Taiwan. 
Well, uh, sorry. Actually, uh, if you look at the uh, anti-secession law, which was adopted uh, in 2005 by the National People's Congress, Article 8 has a very clear articulation uh, about. Uh, Mm, and you really pushed him, didn't you, on that? Yes, and of course, now he's a he's a, a an accomplished uh, diplomat, and he was still the master of that question. And he wasn't going to uh, he you know he wanted to back away from talking about it as an invasion. But I wanted to keep a going. Scale military invasion of Taiwan is possible. Well, Sarah, uh, I've not used the word invasion. Uh, Taiwan is part of China. And uh, uh, the uh, the emission is for, you know, the relationship... It's an interesting phrase. That phrase, exactly all necessary means, is I think it originated with Sartre's play, um, Dirty Hands, and then mm. it's been used at different times by people seeking to overthrow with violence existing orders. Mm. So it, it's in the Chinese lingo, if you like, around um, important government movements. So... I wanted to know what that looked like from his point of view and, of course, that then takes you into what would actually happen in Taiwan were that to happen. Now, I'm not saying he gave away any state secrets, but it was a fantastic opportunity to be able to ask him about it. will decide to invade or to take Taiwan back by force of your own volition, not in response to something that the people of Taiwan may do. Well, Sarah, the policy of the Chinese government is for peaceful unification. We, we've been talking mm. about... And the ambassador, he spoke about, you know, this peaceful reunification, but you pushed in, it was really interesting on the fact that the majority of the Taiwanese people don't want this. So this is interesting because of his his get out of his get out of jail free card on that is just to condemn polling because mm. the 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 most reliable take we have on what the Taiwanese people want is is or think about the 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 notion of reunification is this poll that's done um, twi- taken twice a year and has been going since I think 1993 or 1994. So it's a, it is a lot of data, and that shows that the biggest support in Taiwan is actually for the status quo, for nothing to change. The majority of Taiwanese support the status quo. So uh, opinion poll sometimes doesn't tell uh, the facts. Uh, an what opinion I'm poll to that say goes is between that, uh, 1993 and the present day that constantly produces the same result is likely. But to it's a very complicated moment because. The Taiwanese government has, I think, no contact with with Beijing. So we have a situation of extreme peril for the world, for the Taiwanese people, the Taiwanese government, and for the Chinese. But there's actually at this moment no communication between Taiwan and Beijing, which in that's incredibly dangerous in its own right. And so we can only go on what we're we're seeing in those um, public expressions of public expressions of point of view. Mm. And one of the the concerning things, the rhetoric coming from the Chinese is about re-educating mm. the Taiwanese people. And you, you pushed him on that, you know, the, the reunification would mean that the Taiwanese would have you to think in a, in a different way. You a process that, to have a correct understanding of China, and I quote you there, how would you go about correcting the thoughts of millions of people who've grown up used to free thinking? Well, uh, there are 1.4 billion people in China and the 23, 23 million people in Taiwan are part of the Chinese uh, population. And as a citizen of this country, we are, they are every, each and everyone is obliged to learn about the, the basic knowledge. About <laughs> and, of course, these are, these are very simple questions, mm. Sam, because they really they, they go to the heart of the idea that, that we have our societies are structured completely differently, which is why I wanted to ask him a very simple question, Is which is why do you think it's a good idea or words to that effect that people all think in the same way? Why do you think way? it's so important 
that everyone thinks the same way. Well,、uh, I mean,、uh, in China, people are supposed to learn the、uh, Chinese language. Other, you cannot communicate. And some members of the of the Chinese Foreign Ministry have been very outspoken、uh, about re- this. Using this word re-education, which of course has terrible connotations from、uh, from Chinese post-war history under Mao, so it's not a phrase without freight. About、uh, forcing someone to receive education, so I'm not using the word re-education. It carries a very、uh, very complicated. Now he's he pushes back on re-education. He says it's mostly a matter of language and learning well, about、uh, China. Well, like、uh, people in this country, they have to learn uh, uh, English language, learn the history about Australia. That's their obligation.、Mm, but it's very timely the concept because of this UN report out of Xinjiang. The report says China has committed serious human rights violations against Uyghur Muslims in the Xinjiang province, where there's a program of mass incarceration. The UN says China's crimes may amount to crimes against humanity. Yes, and it's very difficult to interview someone when faced with. A report as detailed as that one, which talked about crimes against humanity, torture,、mm. coercive birth control, interrogation techniques using a tiger chair, documents that、uh, um, civil society and journalists have extracted from the Chinese system that appear to be authentic about the the nature of the system that was set up to re-educate Uyghurs in Xinjiang. And other members of the ethnic minorities in that area,、mm. um, and to sit in front of someone, and he says the report is a complete fabrication. It's not very often in interviews that you are talking about some, something where someone is saying something that is r- completely ridiculous. Have、uh, you any、mm-hmm. feelings of shame or revulsion? No, not at all. Because this is absolutely fabrication. This absolutely fabrication.、Um, Uh, There are some things this,、uh, that you could talk about around the methodology, but you can't. You really can't take issue with the findings, and so it, it's very difficult at that point to launch a debate on that topic because suddenly you're into a great deal of granular detail. So I had to find a mechanism for talking about it, and it happened that that morning, Penny Wong had said that she found the report quite harrowing, which meant that. I didn't have to prosecute the case, but could actually put to him what Penny Wong had said about it, and the fact that she was looking for some concerted action around the world, which sort of puts us back into the coronavirus space when Australia called for the coronavirus investigation. What we need to do is work with you know, international partners. Other members of the international community about how it is we respond to this report. So, will you punish Australia、true. if they? Find concerted action to respond to that report. You've done it before when we've. As ambassador, I'm not、out. going to suggest to punish Australia for making、mm-hmm. their statements. Australia is entitled to their own views, but I'm not going to suggest that Australia should check against the facts before make serious statements. I think it's no secret, is it, that Australia's relationship with China—it's really taken a hit in the last little while. You mentioned the call for the inquiry into the origins of COVID, and given we've seen that. You know the military exercises near Taiwan.、Mm. We've seen a push by China into the Pacific. Now we've got this damning UN report. Do you think this is really a moment or the moment that this relationship between Australia and China can get back on track? It's a good question because that that. It's where I ended ended the interview because there have been discussions about、uh, a meeting between Albanese and 
and President Xi Jinping. The one thing that we know, and we know it from the Cuban Missile Crisis, and we know it from every tense moment in political affairs since then, well, before and since, is that death of communication is the most dangerous thing of all. If there is no one to pick up the phone to between the Russians and the Americans during the Cuban Missile Crisis, who knows how that could have ended. So in spite of all of these complications, talking is good. Talking is almost always good. Sarah Ferguson hosts 7.30 on ABC TV. China has a deadline to unite Taiwan with the mainland by 2049. This episode was produced and mixed by Flint Duxfield, Sydney Peed, Sam Dunn and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. Over the weekend, catch This Week with David Lipson, where he'll be looking at the childcare strikes and the passage through the Parliament of the government's climate bill. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.